Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Sports Rants Podcast. It's your host, Chris Heil. You can always find me on Twitter, at the Grizzly Beard. Not very often am I able to come into a show and not have any problems. There's always some type of technical difficulty tonight. It's going off without a hitch. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, as always, you can call in 646-478-4679. Ask your fantasy questions. Start say, trades that you might have going on. Really anything about fantasy football, I'll be able to answer. We're going to kind of take a dive into some of the stats of the past couple weeks. Try to look at some of the trends that are are going on. Maybe some guys to buy low on and some guys to, if you just need to get rid of, just do it. And so that's where we are at this part of the season. If you started one and four, zero and five, maybe two and three, and you're worrying, just as Aaron Rodgers has said before, R E L A X. Relax. And so we're gonna dive into the stats first and foremost, and kind of go over those. Some some and mostly kind of talk about the surprise this year. You know, I was uh, I know I talked several times about the wait on QB, do different things like that. But there's just been so many surprises. If I told you uh, heading into week six of the season, Andy Dalton would be the number one fantasy uh, fantasy uh, uh, point or leader in points, Devontae Adams would be number two. I would smack you. To have Tyrod Taylor be fifth, uh, Blake Bortles be seventh, and I can tell you this, I am one of the very few that were all on Blake Bortles. I was a huge component of trying to get people to get on him. He has tons of options this year, and I love Blake Bortles. And I actually bought him, bought him into uh, in some of my dynasty leagues. I traded Aaron Rodgers, bought into the future of Blake Bortles. Uh, you know, and that was more of I was I started to do a rebuild. And with Aaron Rodgers, especially in a dynasty league, yes, you have you're in a great situation. You have another good maybe five years, but Blake Bortles has maybe a good, another a solid good ten years in him. And I understand what you're trading off there, but I really believe in the future of Jacksonville. And you, there's not a lot of people that can say that. They have T.J. Yeldon, a young running back. They have the the new tight end and Julius Thomas, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns. They have all these different pieces that are starting to fit together for Jacksonville, and I really like their offense. Blake Bortles is someone, if you're in a dynasty league, you really need to jump all over. His stats, uh, he's right there consistent. We've talked about um, Carson Palmer and what he's done this season. He's thrown 1,300 yards. Blake Bortles has thrown 1,299, practically 1,300. Uh, you know, 10 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's still working on fixing that. The interceptions are going to be key for him, but He's still a very young quarterback, so you have to love that. Uh, you know, there's a guy like Philip Rivers. Everyone's in love with him. Yes, he's thrown 300 more yards, but he's also thrown one more interception and just as many touchdowns as Blake Bortles. Right now, Blake Bortles is being a more uh, has scored more fantasy points than uh, than Philip Rivers. Cam Newton in the same boat. Not not nearly as many touchdowns. Granted, he has the rushing touchdowns, and that's really what helps him. Uh, Russell Wilson six touchdowns. Not nearly as many as the Blake Bortles ten. So just kind of, I want to make sure that, you know, when you're in these other leagues, you just need to kind of look at these different things. Trade for Blake Bortles. He, he still might even be on your waiver wire. Grab someone like him. Go for these these different quarterbacks. 
as I've mentioned before, you know, Aaron Rodgers, of course, at the top. Tom Brady's at the top. I'm trying to get Tom Brady where I can in any leagues. He's on a tear this year. 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, almost 1,400 yards passing. Uh, he has the rushing touchdown, but just Tom Brady in general is just playing. Seriously, I don't know how you can say this, but possibly the best of his career. And so just with stuff like that is just so impressive of Tom Brady. Um, so let's, before we really dive into the stats here, 646-478-4679. We'll get you on the show, ask your fantasy questions, get squared away with that. So let's take a look at week five and what we kind of missed and what kind of happened there. And let's see here, pulling it up now. Do, do, do. And in last week we kind of really touched on snap counts. And so this time we're going to look at I'm trying to get the week five. Here we go. Ooh, we can do careers. So just pulling up, I'm pulling up the stats on fan, fantasydata.com. F A N T A S Y D A T A. Fantastic site. And it's really just easy to navigate and use. And so we're going to start off with. We'll start off with tight ends. It's not a position that we got. And I'm, for whatever reason, I am not able to pull up the, the weekly. So we're going to talk seasonally here. Uh, of course, Gronk is first. Tyler Eifert second. Tyler Eifert's been playing fantastic five touchdowns so far this year. Uh, 36 targets. You, you really can't deny the targets that he's getting there, but he is being efficient with the percentage that he's catching. He has 24 catches. Um Love love everything out of Eifert. You're really not going to be able to pay cheap for him, especially even in Dynasty. Um, but guys that are maybe a, a bit of a disappointment, like Greg Olson, who only has 17 catches this year. Uh, he has the high target, uh, high target targets. He has just as many targets as players like Gronk and Eifert. He's just not getting those, uh, just not getting the catches. And that's part of Cam Newton not being accurate with his passes, and he only has two touchdowns. I like Greg Olson as a real buy low right now. I think that whoever has him, you know, like we said, only two touchdowns, and you have to remember when you look at the rest of the tight ends, you have Gronk with four, Eifert with five, Gary Barnage with three, and then the rest of the tight ends have two, so really, Olsen is right there in the mix with the rest of those tight and Barnage isn't going to be able to hold up stay on that track as the third tight end. So you look for Olsen to still have a chance of sticking it out as a number three, possibly number four tight end. Um, Travis Kelsey, another great buy low, but he has he's caught 24 of his 34 passes with a 70% catch. Um, two touchdowns. You love everything about Kelsey. I am buying into Kelsey, and I ha- own as much as I can of him, um, strictly because Jamal Charles went down. Yes, Jamal Charles went down, but that means it's going to open up other different areas. The offense isn't going to be the same thing. They're not going to be able to rely on Charles the way they were. Kelsey's workload is going to increase, and I love Kelsey from here on. Buying into him is maybe one of the smartest things you can do. Um, Jimmy Graham. I've, if you heard me on the Dynasty League Football podcast – I argued I'm not a Jimmy Graham fan. I wasn't before the season. The good thing about him, he's got 28 targets. He's caught 21 of them. So he's catching balls that are coming towards him. Um, the bad thing about him is, and we're definitely going to hit on this for a second, is 
it's just the yards. He has 204 yards, two touchdowns. He isn't really doing anything that's impressing us. He isn't being, yes, he's being moved around, used as wide receiver, different things like that, but he isn't the Jimmy Graham that we're used to. We're not used to him getting, you know, 10, 15 targets a game. And we're, we'll even kind of go into his targets here, uh, even on a weekly basis. We'll go back to, we'll go back and look at, or look at the different games and what he's done per on these. And that's what's, and we'll go to week one and check that out. Um, see what he did in week one. Jimmy Graham had eight targets for six catches. Not bad. And we'll check out week two now. Week two, Jimmy Graham. And so I'm just kind of looking here if he's even... And I should all let you know where he is on finish for the week in fantasy stats. Right now I cannot find him, and I'm down to 20s. And I'm sure you're sitting there like, oh, I know exactly where he is. Take me a second here. Trying to think if that was the week he had a touchdown now. It sure isn't. So, I can't even find him. And so that's one of those issues that, you know, you have with a player like him. He finishes the 39th best tight end that week. Two targets, one catch. They played Green Bay, but still, that's one of those situations where I'm talking about where Jimmy Graham needs to be more reliable than that. Need your a guy that you're paying up in the third, fourth round to have that type of production. You know, week three, yes, he's starting to get on a little roll here. Eight targets, and this is, I believe, the week where he actually complained about not getting the ball. Different things after two weeks into week three, he had eight targets, caught seven balls, and a touchdown, and he finished as the third tight end. Uh, okay, and we'll check out week four here. Let's see if this trend of Jimmy Graham and Jimmy Graham. I'm looking at the top 10. Do not see him as expected. I don't see him now. We are in the top 20. And so, again, you guys paid up for a, a tight end. And I am still having trouble finding him. Finished as a 20th tight end. Five targets, four catches, zero touchdowns, 29 yards. Uh, so he finished there with in the standard league, Jimmy Graham, who you paid up for in the fourth round, 2.9 points. So what I'm trying not to do is I'm trying not to sit there and beat on you for, hey, you know, terrible call on getting him in the fourth round. I understood what, what you're going after there. Why one of the reasons I maybe stayed a little later, went for guys like Kelsey. I went for guys like, you know, I for... But Martellus Bennett is one that I've really gone into a lot, and he's a guy that I've li- I liked before this season. And it's just because it's an offense that throws so incredibly much, and you have to love that. He has 42 targets right now, um, 28 catches. He leads. Uh, he does not lead the tight ends in catches. Jason Witten does, but he's amongst the leaders there. He only has two touchdowns, and really, and we'll kind of go into this here just for a second. Is one of the things about Chicago is there's tons of rumors about. Uh, you know, fire sale, players being traded. Uh, You have to really look into that and put your own assessment on it. Do you really think that they're going to get rid of some players? Matt Forte makes the most sense, and that's because he has – he's a free agent at the end of this year. You're able able to go ahead and get some type of return on him. He's aging. He's over 30. 
so just like the little reasons like this are a reason that you want that a team like Chicago would get rid of Matt Forte, a team that needs a running back. And you have to look at the teams like uh, Dallas, for instance. They're, of course, one of the teams that are always talked about when it comes to tight end. Their tight ends are banged up. You can look at other teams. Philadelphia has had some difficulties. Miami, uh, who knows what's going on down there uh, with running back. Maybe even a team like Seattle. Marshawn Lynch has had his injuries, and you get a, a player like Matt Forte to come in there. He could be a huge game changer for your team. And so I really think buying into Matt Forte, yes, his his value hasn't really dropped a whole lot, but that's not a terrible thing either because wherever he goes, I think he's going to be better than what he's currently getting in Chicago. Justin Forsett has been pretty decent what we've needed up of him in fantasy terms, but I would love it if Baltimore was able to get him and Forte was able to work with Trestman again. I think that'd be a fantastic move. Um, Again, love Forte in a New England offense. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I know that would really kill the Deion Lewis owners, but my gosh, can you imagine what Forte could do in that offense? It would be electric. And it would just, in my opinion, it would really lock in them winning a Super Bowl for this season, if not possibly next season. And so let's let's look at the running backs here for just a second, and we'll kind of move on to the statistical aspect of this. Um, Devontae Freeman's leading the running backs. Jamal Charles, number two amongst running backs. Obviously, he got hurt this past weekend. Uh, Doug Martin, surprisingly, at the number three mark. So Devontae Freeman, Doug Martin, top three. Forte, Peterson at the top five. Joseph Randall, six. Carlos Hyde, seven. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, eight. Mark Ingram, nine. And I am one of those people. Yes, his yard per, yard per carry is down a little bit. But he is getting the attempts, which I anticipated. He has 68 attempts. He was right there along with like, Charles. He has more than Le'Veon Bell. Granted, Le'Veon has, was out two games, which is just amazing, in my opinion, that Bell has that many carries already. Uh, Joseph Randall has 74. So you just have to look at that. And then the big thing about Mark Ingram is he has 27 targets, and he's caught 24 of them for 220 yards. Those are huge, huge, huge numbers for Mark Ingram. I love Mark Ingram this year. I sat there and ranted and raved about him all preseason and just the love of Mark Ingram is growing stronger each and every week. He's pretty much untradeable for me. Chris Johnson comes out at number 11. Latavius Murray, 12. Justin Forsett, 13. Danny Woodhead, 14. And that's even in standard leagues. If you can get Danny Woodhead, I would in your fantasy leagues. Uh, just buying low on these players like him. People that are just like, like they it's name value, and they're just like, eh, he, he won't last. I I think he's gonna. I think he's kind of a bust. Whatever, get Woodhead while you can. He's getting the bulk of the red zone carries. Uh, last night, uh, he only rushed four times for ten yards, but he caught five of his seven targets for sixty-six yards. Again, you know, not everything's about PPR. Maybe you're not in the PPR league, but he has twenty-two receptions on the year. He has two rushing touchdowns. He has more rushing touchdowns than Forsett. He has more rushing touchdowns than Matt Forte. Um, see who else? He has more rushing touchdowns than Isaiah Crowell. More than T.J. Yeldon. More than Rashard Jennings. 
you know, more than Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy is one of those guys, buy low while you can. If you can get an Eddie Lacy right now, absolutely jump all over it. Trade him. And one of the things that I've been absolutely loving is going after a wide receiver. Let's say you have someone like, oh, I don't know, like a Julio Jones who's a little banged up, or you have some of these other guys um, that are even a Antonio Brown. Yes, you know Big Ben's coming back, but you don't really know when. Trade Big Ben, and or trade Antonio Brown. Excuse me there. And you're gonna kind of you're gonna take a little hit here, but not really. See what you do is anticipate the future on this. So you're trading Antonio Brown, which go ahead and laugh at me all you want. Get someone like DeAndre Hopkins, and see if they'll throw in Lacey with it. So really, what you're doing is you're getting a as talented receiver who has tons, and I mean tons of targets. You need to know about DeAndre Hopkins. Wherever you can trade for him, get him. You know, guys like Julio Jones get the ball fed to him. He has 62 targets, Julio Jones. Demarius Thomas has 58. Keenan Allen, 56. Emmanuel Sanders, 53. Odell Beckham, 52. You know, you're like, yeah, man, these this guy is on fire. DeAndre Hopkins has 74 targets. So, in my opinion, trade Antonio Brown. Get a Hopkins, get Lacey. I know that's got to work for like the, the perfect fantasy situation, but why not do that? If you have a guy like Julio and the guy for whatever reason, has DeAndre, and maybe he has a lesser back than Eddie Lacy, a guy like uh, Doug Martin, or maybe he has um, just really anyone that we've kind of talked about here, um, like a Justin Forsett, or maybe he has the Danny Woodhead, um, the Frank Orr, TJ Yeldon, any of these guys where you can, you're helping both positions on your team, that's the way that you need to start making these trades. And these are the type of trades that will win your fantasy league. Uh, as always on the show, we always do a... Uh, we build a lineup using a FanDuel, and we're going to do that again on this episode as we do each and every week. Uh, again, any fantasy questions, 646-478-4679. Each and every week... I've built these lineups, and if you've been playing those in the 50-50s, like your cash games, not necessarily head-to-head because I find head-to-head scoring is a lot higher, Um, but in your 50-50s, these lineups that I've been uh, creating with you have cashed each and every week in just a standard uh, like 100-man in your 100-man tournaments. So, yeah, you might think it's a silly part of the show, but if you just listen to some of the content that I'm throwing out there, and you don't have to listen to each thing like, oh man, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about that. Well, some of the stuff I am wrong about. No guy's ever perfect in this, but I am throwing out winning lineups with this. And so that's one of those big things that you do need to take from uh, from the show is, I'm if you're listening to this, you're throwing these in 50-50s, I'm at least winning you some type of money. So, you know, it may not be much. Maybe you're only doing $2, um, 50-50s, whatever it may be. You can win some money doing this. So this is, in my opinion, one of those invaluable things. A lot of people make you charge for lineups, different things along those lines. Um, Matchups this week are very nice. Um, If you can get into the Thursday night match, I love it. 
This is going to be one of those things where I could see the fade either being huge on him or I can see people just riding him out is Devontae Freeman. New Orleans defense against the run has been spotty at best. I think they're 24th against the run. Um, Julio Jones has his injury. Uh, He may not play Thursday. Even if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. They're not going to throw as much. They're going to rely on Devontae Freeman. I think Devontae Freeman is a must-play this week. Uh, he could, he's, In my opinion, lock at 20 points easily for you at running back. And if you can lock in a running back at 20 points, really you can lock in any player at 20 points, you're pretty much golden, especially, like I said, in these 50-50 lineups. I love Devontae Freeman this week. So, one other... I'm going to go with the stack on this 50-50, and it's not no surprise. It's going to be the hot Tom Brady that, and that's not like he's hot, but like hot as in he's been playing out of his mind. Uh, Tom Brady has been on one this year, and what I like about Tom Brady is he's going against Indianapolis. Of course, we get to hear all about the deflate gate once again, as if we're not sick of it already. We're going to hear it all day this weekend, and so it'll be quite annoying. I am stacking him with Julian Edelman. Indianapolis, yes, they have one good defensive back, but they are 30th against wide receivers. Uh, Julian Edelman, he plays a lot of slot. They move him around. He plays all different positions, and he plays a lot of just quick inside passes, and that's one thing I love about Julian Edelman, especially on a site like FanDuel. I mean, it's not as high as... FanDuel has a 0.5 0.5 PPR format compared to like DraftKings, which gives you one point. But I still love Edelman. I it's just every time he catches the ball, it's a free half point, and he's one of those guys who has you know nine, ten catches, and so you figure you know you have five points right there uh, just in catching the ball. I love that. He doesn't have to gain a single yard just catching the ball. Love it. So Julian Edelman is one of those players that I have as a lock this week. Uh, so we have Tom Brady. And we're going to go ahead and build this here for us. Tom Brady's a lock. Devontae Freeman's a lock. Julian Edelman's a lock. So one second here. Just getting rid of some of the players here. And we'll look at the other running back and what running back we want for this week. And so we're going to try not to spend as much money on the other running back. Um, Devontae Freeman's coming in at $8,000. Tom Brady's at nine. Julian Edelman's at seven nine. So we definitely need to try to save some money here um, with running back. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell been getting so many carries. Love him there, but it's nine thousand. Um, I'm really wanting someone who going up against a spotted defense. Uh, you want someone who's not going to have to split carries, different things like that. And so, I know I said I wanted to save money, but I'm going to stick with this Thursday night game. I, I mentioned Mark Ingram. Uh, you know, Kyrie Robinson has been getting a little bit of the carries, but C.J. Spiller really hasn't been doing a whole lot. Uh, Mark Ingram, $7,800. Yes, I know I'm telling you to lock in on a Thursday night game, but I really think there's fantasy points to be had here in this Thursday night game. I love this. And so, you know, we're going to definitely... Save some uh, save some money here in the wide receiver range because that's really what we need to do uh, at this point. We need guys that are you know six thousand, five thousand, and we'll cut some. Sometimes when you're doing these, 
it's hit and miss on what you need to do. Uh, another guy I like, Allen Robinson for this week. He's going against Houston, who's 16th against the wide receiver. Allen Robinson, 6,700 uh, on FanDuel. I like locking him in on my lineup. He's a safe. He's one of those more safe plays that I like. And really, this week, I don't think there's really too many of like those like four or five thousand bargains. Uh, that there is usually each and every week where you can just say, hey, I can roll with this guy. A guy like Willie Sneed last week. Uh, Willie Sneed's at 6200 this week. The pricing on him is, is back and accurate. Uh, probably this week, I would go with Kendall Wright. I like Kendall Wright this week. Uh, he's going against Miami, 25th against wide receiver. He is only 5800 Like I said, I want to try to save some money on on wide receiver here because I'm locking in these two running backs in Thursday night, which I think is just going to be running back and forth all over the place. So I love that matchup there. Uh, so like I said, we we're locked in those uh, saving money there. Now you start looking at the wide or the tight end. Uh, you have great guys like Gronk, 8,200. You always want to try to get Gronk and Greg Olson, 63. Martellus Bennett, 58. But Antonio Gates, Locked in at fifty or five thousand five hundred, and so he is priced lower than guys like Charles Clay, Gary Barnage. Uh, you know, only a hundred dollars more than Delaney Walker. I like Antonio Gates this week, and so we're gonna lock in Antonio Gates and let's see what that gives us left here with money. Uh, yeah, we're running pretty close here, and so that's pretty solid for that lineup. For the guys, I think you'd actually have to spend a little less here on maybe like a wide receiver or something along those lines just to get this lineup to really fit. I don't think that I think I'd be over with this lineup, and I haven't. I'm in an optimizer right now, so it's not telling me the total on this. But um, just right there, I just kind of want to let you guys know, like I have guys that are, you know, Tom Brady's 15% of my cap, um, you know, Mark Ingram, Vontae are thirteen percent of my cap and Julian Edelman thirteen percent of my cap right there. I have too much money uh for that. I would have to spend less and if I was to get rid of a player it'd probably be Mark Ingram in this situation. Yes, I love his matchup, but you have to ride Vontae uh in his hot streak. Edelman and Brady, beautiful stack there and I love that situation. Really you could get rid of and I'll do that. I'll I'm gonna make the I wanna finish the lineup with you guys. We're gonna Switch out Tom Brady in this situation. We're going to spend a little less. Tom Brady is $9,000. Aaron Rodgers, $9,300. Uh, let's see who we can get here at a good value. Andy Dalton's been on one. Um, I think he has a pretty good situation. And really, I like, like I said before, I like to pick on these defenses that are just struggling and aren't able to produce. So we'll go with Andy Dalton. He's $7,600, so I'm able to save money there. Uh, he's going against Buffalo 23rd against quarterbacks. So right there, I was able to go ahead and save uh, $2,400. And so that will pretty much be enough room, enough space here for me to go ahead and finish up my lineups. Uh, of course, you can go ahead and do your kickers and defenses from there. I'm going to get wrapping up on the show. I want to thank the Silent Fantasy Sports Network for having me on each and every week, especially this week. I had no errors getting this problem, this show up and running. Uh, knowing that when I go to load this, it probably won't work. You probably, 
I'll probably be staticky and different things like, like that, but just because that's the way the luck is with this show. Um, but I want to thank the Final Fantasy Sports Network for having me on each and every week. I have a blast on here, guys. Again, follow me on Twitter at uh, the Grizzly Beard. Uh, if again, follow, uh, write me, let me know what you think of the show, different things along those lines. I really appreciate it. Again, if you have, if you started off slow this week or you started off slow this year, don't give up on your fantasy team. Don't trade players just to get rid of them and help some other someone else out. Make smart moves. If you need trade advice or help, reach out to me. I'll help you out with each and every trade. Have a good night. Days and-